the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Credit card rewards aren't a bad thing. Credit cards aren't a bad thing. Not paying your credit card balance is a bad thing. So, as a show host, my goal dedicated to getting to you to retirement. $1 million is going to pay you about $40,000 a year in retirement. That's not a lot of money, in my opinion. Depending on if you have emergencies and or you don't realize that healthcare is going to be expensive. And Social Security is not going to be all that in a bucket of chicken. And the terms and conditions that you get it in are only going to get worse. might have a caller on the phone. We might not. It's been a while since uh, she called in. Uh, Candy? Yes. Hello. Hi, Rob. Hey, Candy. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, thanks. I'm interested in, um, I've been reading on the Boggleheads website, and uh, I'm interested in the downside of the three-fund portfolio, because it seems pretty easy to do, um, but there's got to be a downside. So I'd like to hear your take on that. Sure, and thanks for the call. I'll let you hang up and listen because you're probably in the car. Um, okay, thank you. Thanks. Let's see. First and foremost, I think there is a, before we get into John Bogle and Vanguard, I think there's something that should be said that passive investing, i.e. indexing, is probably the easiest and cheapest way for the average American to fund a retirement account. It may not be the best way to fund, how shall we say, like a second home, Um, because maybe you want to be a little bit more specific per se, but I have no problem with the idea of a Vanguard, okay, indexing. One big fear on indexing right now is that we're too indexed. Too many people own Apple because we own the S&P 500. Too many people own Apple because we own the NASDAQ. Too many people own Apple because we own the Vanguard Strategic Equity Fund. And what happens when the market goes down or what happens when um, there's pressure selling for three months, six months, nine months? Will it be getting more selling because we've been so passive? And when we decide to wake up and become active, there's kind of a panic. Um, but to answer your question, Candy, Vanguard does a really good job of index funds. I would say they're the granddaddy of index funds. I would say that you can do better, but that may not be your goal. Your goal may be to be like in a bridge club this weekend or a wine club this weekend and not to do homework on mutual funds and exchange traded funds and lowering your cost of investing less risk through more diversification. At one point in time on your three fund approach where you get a world fund, a large cap fund, 
and an income fund. At one point in time in the 1990s, I remember doing a radio show where someone said, you know, diversification is actually diversification. If you're not, if you're diversified, you're worse off. People are coming up with stupid, stupid, stupid phrases. So if you own tech and tech stocks and, and bank stocks, you did great in the 90s. If you threw in retail, you wait, you did great. But if you threw in the utilities, no. see if you diversified and got yourself a situation where, when there is an economy that goes into recession, you still got to pay your electric bills. But what have you? So I, I like the convenience of Vanguard candy. I like the lower cost of Vanguard. I like the diversification with Vanguard. Again, that has to play into your strategy that you're not going to look at Apple going up 50 points and go, ooh, I wish I would have got that instead of this stupid diversified fund. Um, but I am proud to say that the number of you know Americans saving in retirement has, with counts of a million plus is growing. And it is companies like Vanguard and Fidelity um, who are leading the way. So leading the way. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Um, so I, one last thought on Candy's idea is I do think it is important. You think it is important to wealth accumulate in your lifetime. But Candy, once you get to a certain point where you're closer to retirement, you're going to want to start managing that bucket of that three buckets money that you're putting 15% of your 401k into. So I, I don't have any problem with diversification and index funds to accumulate wealth. None whatsoever. Do I look at NVIDIA and go, ooh, that's a sexy opportunity? Yeah, I do. They got some new GE Force cards coming out. They got a new Turing design. They're available September 20th. $499, making video games even that much better. Spent a little time um, playing Fortnite. Not me playing Fortnite, but watching someone play Fortnite. Um, and you kind of want to just make sure that your children don't get into a situation where it's more than they can handle. And I, I don't think it is, but I'll set, tell you what. Watching these games and you want to pay for power, G-Force G Infinity is in a good position. And I was listening to their CEO today while I was driving into work. And... Uh, Let's not forget the the self-driving cars not going away. And where GE Force cards did well and NVIDIA cards did well was racing games. When you have to process in real time or as fast as real time, someone blowing by you in a car, changing the physics and the, the sunsets and the uh, the damage to the vehicles, Those are that's pretty impressive technology. I know you don't believe it, but it is. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. After notching a new intraday record yesterday, the SP 500's on course to play with another record. But making that more difficult is the legal proceedings involving two men close with close ties to President Trump. So his longtime lawyer, Michael Cohen, who... Um, Trump once said was a great man, now says he's a criminal... Cohen admitted that Mr. Trump directed him to pay two women hush money for the principal purpose of influencing the election. And in a separate trial, President Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, was convicted of financial fraud. 
you can only imagine that what's going to be fired out of Trump's Twitter account is going to be comp- complicated. So elsewhere in Washington, you know, U.S. and China are set to resume their trade talks after a three-month stalemate. Trump said he doesn't have a lot of optimism. It's been reported by Politico that the U.S. and Mexico have announced a new NAFTA deal that will come announced Thursday. The Fed Open Market Committee, they're out there and they left rates unchanged. And they characterized the economy as strong, signaling that the central banks on still on track to raise rates two more times this year. So higher mortgage rates, higher credit card rates, higher lending rates. Good for banks. Not so good for consumers. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Rob Black, financial expert. Rob Black, rich guy. Rob Black, dabbing debutante. Super svelte smoking jacket ascot monocle wearing guy only has term life insurance. That's right. That's right, Jack. I know, I know. We all want Mr. T as a sidekick, and only I get him. So Tim Cook poised to reap $120 million of stock after the big rally in Apple in the last year. That ain't too shabby, huh? He's an operations guy. People think, people are starting to say, hey, Apple should buy Tesla in large part because Tim Cook knows operations. Uh, Elon Musk knows PR. You can switch those two roles. Or you can let them keep those roles in an Apple-Tesla combo. I'm not buying it, but that's what people are talking about. Tim Cook worth over $700 million. So what's interesting about that is not a founder of a company. Just a damn good CEO in the eyes of Wall Street. Which makes me think of that Melissa Atherton song that they show animals suffering. In the eyes. Oh, is there nothing worse than having Thanksgiving or Christmas ruined because of suffering animals being shown on TV with a, a sappy song underneath? Okay, okay, I know, I know, I love the animals, I've raised money for animals, it's, but nothing worse. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Germany has challenged the United States financial monopoly as the row in Iran continues to deepen. What's happening, in my opinion, with Iran and some other countries is the United States is saying, look, we're not going to deal with Iran or North Korea. Some countries are saying, okay, well, if you're not going to deal with them, maybe we will. And it's kind of interesting. We're losing a little bit here as far as our flexibility, as far as our dominance. Some new Tesla cars are being delivered with flaws, and owners are getting upset, pissed off, angry over how it takes the process to get it fixed. There's at least 12 Tesla owners over the past two months who have described a variety of problems with their vehicles that require attention months after delivery. Um, Some of Tesla's service centers were slow and unresponsive and inattentive to cosmetic and mechanical problems. So 
Tesla owners were always really, really happy with the quality. Now we're starting to see some problems with that. Some of Tesla's service centers being slow is not, some people in the, in the past have been you know raving about their service centers. And again, part of service is sometimes having the right parts and getting them to the right places at the right times. Again, operations, right? So Tesla's serving up some improperly aligned vehicles, just some quality issues, and they're not supposed to do that. I don't know if that's a surprise or anything like that, but they're not supposed to do that. Wavering near record territory. That's what we're talking about on Wall Street again today, as the markets had a good year, and we've now gone on a bull market run unprecedented. Do we have upside from here? Yes, because earnings have been so good. When do earnings go bad? Probably about a year to a year and a half after the tax cuts were are put in place, and after the corporate tax cuts have been put in place. Then you're going to start to peter out some of the gains that you get from buying back your own shares or from investing in a new product or paying down debt because it's already been built into the cake. Job gains in the year throughout March to be revised higher. The economy has been hotter than expected. That means more interest rates coming sooner rather than later as far as hikes go. U.S. home sales fell for a fourth straight month. Seems like there's a little bit of softness, but again, it's all a local, local market. Um, so when people say, how's real estate doing? It's local, local. Existing home sales fell in the Northeast, Midwest, South, but they increased in the price here, West Coast market. Inventories did stabilize in July at 1.92 million existing homes. Home listings have declined on an annual basis now for the past three years. Not a lot of inventory. Interest rates have been moving higher. The average rate on a 30-year fixed, 4.53%. That does not include the jumbo rates, which is actually a little bit lower, typically. Um, at this point in time, at this juncture in the game, it's a little bit lower. Let's not say that's always going to be that way, because it's who's purchasing the debt, and how much debt are they purchasing, and how low can that over-purchasing make the debt go? How low can it go? as far as what it's going to yield and your payouts. Air Products has acquired Rotoflow Turbo Expander from Baker Hughes. Those are the kind of PR announcements that, sure, Air Products is publicly traded, but Baker Hughes is publicly traded. But I don't think the average person knows what you know Turbo Expander capabilities are. You know, growing hydrocarbons, petrochemicals, energy segments. Sometimes you can get a little bit too nerdy for yourself. One recent IPO that's catching a lot of attention right now is a cloud software company called um, I, uh, I3 Verticals, ticker symbol IIIV, IIIV. It's I3 Verticals. It's basically a payment platform to small and medium-sized businesses. And the company has been moving higher since it did IPO. The company's major features are embedded payment capabilities and technology that integrates into third-party business management systems and it complies with all the legal and structure of the payment card industry's data standards. So solid results. The company is, you know, recently IPO'd 
ticker symbol again is uh, vertical uh, I3 verticals, ticker symbol IIIV. Uh, but you're seeing earnings before interest tax, depreciation, amortization, EBITDA up 79% year over year. And, of course, you have to pay earnings and tax, um, depreciation, and amortization. That has to be part of it. So you can't say this is excluding it. But you do to show the growth. Because hopefully at some point in time you can turn the knobs off on those and you'll see it hit straight to the bottom line. Um, it's been an underfollowed IPO. And it looks pretty interesting on a price-to-earnings ratio and a price-to-sales ratio. I'm just telling you what I'm doing, telling you what I'm looking at. Nothing up my sleeves. I consult a broker advisor for taking any action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Current bull market, which started March 9th, 2009. Where were you on March 9th, 2009? <laughs> I was right here. So this is the longest bull market since World War II. All we got to do is avoid a 20% correction or more as far as decline in the stock market prices. The market has risen more than 300% since its low nine years ago. And it surpassed the rally from 1990 to early 2000, which was 3,452 days. Now, I'm telling you, from 90 to 2000, the market basically went up. And from 2009 to 2018, the market has basically gone up. When there's been a pullback, it's been a pause that refreshed. Now, for those of you going, stack back into a roller coaster. I, I look at that as 20 years. And if you take a look, if you, you put in the bad years, it's 24 out of 30 up years. How is that a roller coaster? I know you're saying you need to quit your day job and go into professional doing. No, okay, God. So bull markets don't die of old age. What kills them is recessions. The earnings picture has been so bright. I think we're going to have a long expansion. I think the bull market continues. I will let you know when it looks like the bull market may not continue. It may not be the recession that happens that pulls us down in earnings and pulls us down in expectations for the future. It could be the president getting impeached or the president getting you know, a situation where he has to pardon himself. The whole idea of what we've seen in the court case recently has got to have some people rolling their eyes. That truths aren't truths and the president might impeach himself or might... It's, it's like, it's crazy. Truths aren't truths. Do you remember studying in civics? That we hold these truths to be, right? Inalienable rights. But not these truths, those truths. So the market is getting old. And when it dies, it's going to die. And you're going to go, aha, black, I know, I told you. There was some crazy nut a few years ago. And all I can tell you was his email was something like AlCrazy666. So I'm guessing it was made up. Because even if you are Al and even if you are crazy, the whole 666 moniker was kind of a giveaway that Probably this isn't your Tinder email address that you're giving out or your Facebook email address. 
Then again, maybe you're in like a witch cult or something like that, and that was what it was. But this guy was vicious on me. When there was down markets, he would attack in emails like 20 a day. It was always that overcapitalized postal service employee crazed text that he would put in his emails. And I'm sorry if I'm disrespecting postal workers, but I'm going with the age-old cliche that they're about to snap. So this guy would send me emails about, you know, ah, the market's going to zero, ah, IBM's going to zero, ah, Exodus is going to zero, ah. Oh, I do actually know his uh, last name. I do remember that now. I won't mention it. Um, but it's, it's interesting when you do have down years. Some people love to hate and people, you know, they forget. Look at this bull market. Look at these two 10-year periods of the market going nothing but up. You're in a glorious investment environment. You're in a market that's thumping real estate. Just throwing it out there for you. Facebook has uncovered global misinformation operations. You know what's interesting about Facebook? Investors don't care. It's, the, it's almost humorous to me that Facebook can do no wrong. Um, it, it's not so much that investors don't care. It's that the users don't care. Oh, your privacy is going to be totally invaded and, you know, we're going to uh, manipulate the data on you to, like, peg what you are to advertisers. And believe it or not, we're going to be more right than wrong because we have machine learning. Don't! Facebook and Instagram users are not recent are not worried by the recent chatter about scandals and concerns on fake news. Now think about this. Like Facebook has to go out of their way to like ban Russian sites and Russian news outlets from getting their information on the US platform tied towards elections. But Facebook also wants to do business in, in Russia. And isn't part of the you know the business in Russia propaganda? Kind of interesting that it's, you know, they want to expand in Russia and China, but they also want to limit what's coming back negative right now. In the long run, do they really? So Mike Olson, he's an analyst, and he says $200 price target on Facebook, and that's 15% up from where it is now. Basically saying, you know, the company's had a tough year. There's no doubt about it. But... A survey of Facebook users and Instagram users found that two-thirds of respondents that were logged on for much last year, you know, are fine. So this raises the question right now around growth rates and expenses necessary to improve security. Facebook's going to run out of growth opportunities with this cycle of what they're doing. You know, Instagram and Messenger, they're going to grow for quite a while. WhatsApp, will it grow? Will they get any stickiness out of Oculus Rift? So far, I haven't seen anything that, you know, makes me want to put a video screen on my head. Other than the idea I just said, put a video screen on my head, and suddenly that does sound kind of, kind of nice. In the world of politics and the economy... The web news company Politico has reported that a handshake trade deal between the U.S. and Mexico could be announced on Thursday. Interesting, right? As the heat gets turned up politically on uh, obstruction issues, inclusion issues, could we get a thawing and a more world-loving Donald Trump? 
Trump said he doesn't believe much is going to come out of the negotiations with U.S. and China, but the market's been optimistic nonetheless. There's now a nearly three-month stalemate with China. Yesterday afternoon, President Trump's longtime lawyer, Michael Cohen, pleaded guilty to bank and tax fraud and breaking campaign laws. Basically, he said, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Oh, yes. Basically, he said, uh, I have some more information on the president as well. So and I don't want a pardon. Interesting, right? Could we have written this year? Target and Urban Outfitters, they're big retailers. They both are trading higher today after they beat on top and bottom line estimates. Target's one of those companies that it was always considered more of a upscale um, Walmart. It was considered more of a middle class. And Wall Street kind of liked that because the middle class were able to say, you know, where Walmart, everyone was penny pension. Being cliche again. At Target, you'd, some people would be like, you know, hey, that scarf look, does look kind of stylish. And that's, isn't that a Michael Buble scarf? It is a Michael Buble. As he's, he's exclusive at Target. So Target always had that, that mojo going for him. And you know, you know what I'm going to be honest with you? Amazon came along in the 2000s, in the 1990s, but 2000s is when we started noticing it. And I, I don't care about investing in Target anymore. Target can come out with the best story in the world. We are going to Canada and sell donuts and hockey sticks and, and not very good beer like Molson. So Target can say, like, we, here's our best business plan ever. And I'm just not going to care because in the world of retail, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I get Home Depot. I get it. This weekend, I may need to go get me one of those big vacuum things, or I may need to go get me one of those big wood hauling uh, something cords. And where am I going to go? Amazon? Uh uh-uh. I'm going to go to Home Depot, and they're going to say, hey, Rob Black, I know you. I see you on TV. I'm going to go, oh, good God. Uh, uh, I need to be directed to the most masculine section on straps for trucks as possible. So I'm not going to go to Amazon. But anyway, so Target and Urban Outfitters, better than expected um, quarters. Lowe's is down after uh, lower than expected guidance overshadowed upbeat earnings. I'm not a Lowe's guy. When it comes to investing, sometimes I'd rather go with the prettier one than say, you know, I bet everything ends well with this one. No, 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 no. It's your choice. You don't have to hope. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. One of the things I'm picking up on today is that we are now moving into the longest bear market of all time. That's pretty interesting to me. It doesn't change the way I invest. It doesn't go, oh, all good things must come to an end. I need to be in front of it. I don't need to be in front of anything. And hopefully you don't either. If If you feel that's where you are... You've probably done something slightly wrong and have bit off more than you can chew. But again, I get it. You know, I, I'm not trying to, any way, shape, or form, uh, talk down about wanting to be right or trying to time the markets as best as you can. Um, I would just be cautious. 
Because if it were that easy, more people would be able to say that they've done it. And again, um, it's really easy to kind of do a sales pitch to someone who wants to buy snake oil. I don't believe in snake oil. I don't believe in vitamins. Vitamins have been shown again and again and again to be very ineffective at going into your bloodstream. And yet some people are like, you know, I'm not going to say addicted to vitamins, but it's a, you know, you're peeing out some pretty expensive um, urine is probably the best way of me to say that without being too rude. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I do hope that uh, we get more calls as the year progresses. I know that it, as I've done this show for 20-plus years, we went from sometimes 17 to 21 calls in an hour to some days nothing. And you can sit there and beg for them. But I tend to like the calls because I tend to think that it makes for better content. So it tends to get things a little bit more real. Instead of talking about the news, we could be talking about each other and some of the big mistakes we've made, whether it be love or what have you. Uh, some of the biggest financial mistakes I, I've made clearly, clearly have been in the pursuit of women. Uh, not knowing that love doesn't buy mo- you know, money doesn't buy love. I didn't know. So it's not the message I was marketed to as a kid. I'm not sure about you. Oprah Winfrey coming out with a new type of pizza, the cauliflower crust. Really what this is, is Oprah giving her name to a company that slaps her name and her picture on it. And they sell whatever. It's like Donald Trump. Trump doesn't own hotels. His name is on hotels. And he does get a cut. But he's not taking the uh, real estate risk that you would imagine. Same thing with Oprah. She's not getting behind the, the make line and slapping out pizza. She's not coming home at 2 in the morning with you know her hands all gross and dried out from slapping flour. Now, Oprah's brand called Oh, That's Good is going to make money for Kraft Heinz. Yeah, no kidding. If you believe that Oprah still has some credibility in selling product. My personal opinion is she probably does, right? These 11-inch pies, and I'm going, to call, I'm going to call BS on this one. They serve five people. Five people. 11-inch pizza, no. They come in five cheese, uncured pepperoni, supreme and fire-roasted veggies. $6.99 each. That's suggested retail price. Pizza's favorite fun and food and happiness, friends and family. Oh, I hate being marketed to. I do, I do. Not sure about you, but that drives me a little bit on the crazy side. Look for a lot of tech IPOs to start shifting towards healthcare startups. It's, you know, kind of a holy grail. People living better lives through technology. So you're going to start seeing more of those stories out there and less of the Airbnbs and uh, delivery curbside service kind of stories. 2019. Job gains in the year through March to be revised up. That could probably be viewed as a negative for the stock market, in large part because the Federal Reserve is watching employment and when they're fearful of employment getting to the point where there's so 
much demand for employees that uh, we start hiking wages and heating up the economy or overheating the economy. So job gains in the year through March are being revised higher. Um, in the end, the revisions happen on a pretty big uh, scale. So when GDP is first reported, it comes out with two or three revisions before everyone says, good, said, and done. I just saw a stock kind of jump back into my eyeballs for the first time in years, a 3D system, sticker symbol DDD. And this was a story stock where 3D printers were going to change the world. And yeah, there was a report recently on 60 Minutes about you know 3D printing a gun and how easy it is to do. And do we need this person on the planet who gives you the plans for 3, 3D systems and printing guns? So 3D systems is breaking out as a stock. And if you look at it as a, a chart and a stock, you go, I get it. But then you also have to, at some point in time, look at the financials. Or you have to look at something else other than how the stock is, wow, it hasn't been at $21 a share in three years. It's breaking out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.